Hello, America, and welcome to the program. Today, we are talking to the police officers, and I want to hear from police officers. If you, I, I just want to know a few things. How are you still going to work? How do you and your family, I, I got to imagine if you're a police officer, you're coming home and your wife or your husband is saying, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I got to believe every time you're on a call, you think to yourself, why am I putting myself in danger for this? You are necessary. You are needed. And unless we're going to unleash the community policing aspect of Batman, uh, I don't see any other way than have you on the uh, on the job. I want to hear from you how you're feeling what you're going through, what are your co-workers doing, and most of all, how you're still on the job. We begin with your phone calls, 888-727-BECK, in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, I want to talk to you about mowing your lawn. Uh, some people are, you know, glass half full types, and some are glass half empty types. I'm uh, drink it all and say it's not half bad type uh myself june is here and that means when you're out mowing your lawn it's uh you know pretty much every week now and the glass half empty types might look at this as a negative say thing and say you know it's uh, geez what am i doing um others would look at it and say i need to get a great riding lawnmower uh during the month of june you can instantly save a hundred dollars on any raptor residential mower and three hundred dollars on the dash residential mower Unlike all other Hustler mowers, these units come with heavy-duty fabricated welded steel decks. There's no, you know, cheap stamp decks on, on a Hustler. You can get one starting at just $19.99 until the end of June. Hustler zero-turn lawnmowers, designed and engineered and assembled in the U.S. using American and some global parts. They're a third-generation family-owned company providing hundreds of jobs in America's heartland. Is that is if though that's still important, creating jobs <laughs> when so much oppression is happening, you're worried about that. You can get an extra year of extended warranty coverage by going to hustlerturf.com and clicking on the radio offer button at the type of the right hand corner. Enter my name back in the box for details about this warranty offer. It's hustlerturf.com. Make sure you use the promo code back tonight. Looting. Reaching the gate at the third precinct. Looters lit fires during another night of violent protests. The violence. <laughs> what the f***? The riots. <laughs> Was this all part of a bigger plan? Glenn exposes the dangerous groups used to carry it all out, who's pulling the strings, and how it could result in the destruction of America. Insurrection USA. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Tonight is a very important episode that every American should be watching. Check it out tonight only on Blaze TV. You can also follow it on our uh, YouTube page, Blaze TV YouTube page. Thank you for being a member of Blaze TV. We need you now more than ever. I want to share with you, before we go to the phones, a a letter that I got in. And we're going to talk to the police officer anonymously here in uh, just a few minutes. Um, but I'm looking for you to call in. If you're a police officer, I want to hear from you what you're thinking. What is what are the other people in the department thinking? How's this going for you? 
Um, but first, let me start with this. A frustrated police officer uh, sent this in to me. Who's going to fight for us? Politics and policing have gone hand in hand for most of its existence, but enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of emotions controlling the narrative in policing. All data and facts have consistently debunked the idea of both systematic police misconduct and systematic racism. However, the Black Lives Matter movement and social left has created fear in truth speakers by calling people such things as racist, homophobic, xenophobic, whenever they disagree. It pains me to watch because they are making millions of dollars by holding down the very communities they claim to protect. Politicians have been allowing this to happen for too long, and it's time now for somebody just to stand up and simply say no. You're wrong. We will do absolutely nothing you request because we are doing things the best we can. Evil is ugly. An adult molesting a nine-year-old child and then forcing them to masturbate on camera is ugly. Repeated domestic violence calls where significant others are beating, strangling, and killing victims are ugly. A mother stabbing her 11-year-old child 80 times is ugly. A father being murdered in front of his wife and daughters because he refused to let the suspect rape his children in front of him is ugly. Police are people breaking into a house in the middle of the night and shooting the homeowner is ugly. Being robbed at gunpoint is ugly. A shooting victim who is holding their infant child while they were shot is ugly. Homicides are ugly. Listen to victims tell the details of how they were raped is ugly. Business owners being too scared to go outside of their business because of drug dealers and other violence in high crime areas is ugly. When most people see evil and how ugly it is, they choose to record it on their cell phones in hopes of going viral on social media. But police officers choose to confront that evil. And evil is ugly. And that naturally makes police work ugly. Dead adults and dead children are ugly. Arrestees who have, been, who have puked or defecated or urinated on themselves is ugly. Standing with family members and telling them not to retaliate when they just found out their child was raped is ugly. Applying first aid to trauma victims is ugly. Police work is ugly. But do you know what's worse than the ugliness of policing? The trauma of being raped as a child. The trauma of being robbed, burglarized, not feeling safe in your own home. The trauma of being shot. The trauma of going to work. The trauma of being a victim to all types of evil in society. Despite the ugliness of the streets... Community policing is often thought of as pretty. Reading with children, having amnesty days for those with outstanding charges, coffee with a cop. But real community policing is aggressively fighting the evil that lurks in our society and preys on the weak. Real community policing is getting drug dealers, trigger pullers, robbers, burglars, rapists, larcenists, and all other types of evil off the streets. Unfortunately, real community policing is happening less and less because our departments nationwide are throwing their officers under the bus at the request of delusional citizens. Evil is ugly. That means fighting evil is ugly. 
Those who commit the evil acts, like those listed above, are inherently evil. Evil people know that they will be punished, and they don't walk up to a police officer and turn themselves in. Resistance leads to use of force. Use of force is ugly. Physical fighting in the middle of the street is ugly. Yes, tasing someone is ugly. OC spray is ugly. Canine bites are ugly. Chasing armed robbery suspects on foot is ugly. Vehicle pursuits are ugly. Being shot at is ugly. Having objects thrown at you is ugly. Having people yell at you while you're trying to focus on the, on the immediate threat is ugly. Knowing you might have to sacrifice your safety by not using force for the safety of the innocent bystanders is ugly. God forbid using deadly force is ugly. Despite the ugliness of the evil they're fighting, a police officer has a duty to viciously and aggressively hunt down the evil in their neighborhood because evil is ugly. Police officers volunteer to fight evil because no one else will. Police officers are constantly thinking through each action they take as a situation rapidly unfolds right in front of them. Police officers owe a duty to many people when they make these rapid decisions. Citizens and others, others, other officers, their safety, their department policies, their jurisdiction, the statutes, the suspect, constitutional violations. Due to the ugliness of the situation, combined with the split-second decision-making, the Supreme Court of the United States has ruled that the use of force situations in question will be based on a reasonable officer's action with the information that was available at the time, not a reasonable civilian's action with 2020 hindsight. Police work is ugly, and if you don't do the job, you're not trained in the ugliness of it, and the case law regarding it, you'll never understand the decision. Decisions being made on the ground. In fact, officers use force significantly less than they should, simply because they fear the repercussions of public perception and the many self-proclaimed social media warriors. It is way beyond time for police departments nationwide to quit catering to those who are not trained in the ugliness of policing and defend their officers. Wake up! Your heroes are not the people who are posting lies to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and are on CNN. Your actual heroes are very literally being killed in the streets fighting evil. Very few people are even aware that 97 police officers have been killed in the line of duty from January 1, 2020 to June 7, 2020. 97 What was it for police shootings of black Americans? Nine. 3.5 million interactions with Americans. 3.5 million. 97 police officers have been killed. Nine blacks have been killed by police officers. 97 to nine. In sports, it would be, you know, especially with social justice sports, it would be the other side that would be calling for mercy. 
The only thing uglier than policing is 20 in 2020 is the blind, emotionally charged support of the domestic terrorist group Black Lives Matter by millions of citizens and celebrities and businesses and politicians. The only injustice in modern society is the lack of a leader willing to stand up and speak the verifiable truth. Police are good. Who will be that leader? With urgency, police officers nationwide. I'm going to talk to the author of that in just a minute. Also, I want to talk to you if you're a police officer. I have my personal declaration coming up in about an hour from now. If you're a police officer, I want you to hear it. If you're a citizen, you need to hear it. Phones next. Give me one minute. One of the things you realize as you get older is just how important a good night's sleep is to a successful day. If you're climbing into bed every night and it feels like you're sleeping in a bombed out street in Beirut or Minnesota, you can uh, pretty much guarantee that the next day is going to be pretty terrible. This is why I suggest that you try my pillow. My Pillow or any of their products, they have cracked the code of sleeping. When I get into bed at night, I lay my head down on the pillow, and I know, I know I'm in for a beautiful night's rest. Comfort, deep rest, possibly a little, you know, pool dribble uh, and uh, drool. Uh, I've been waking up a lot with drool on my face. I don't know what that is other than a good night's sleep. My Pillow still has an amazing buy one, get one deal available for you. All that stands between you and a perfect night's sleep is a phone call or a visit to MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials to check out the buy one, get one free deals. Also, deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products as well. Enter uh, the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio specials. 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, Sarah, I just. Hey, good. Uh, this is uh, Kevin in New York, uh, deputy chief of police. Hi, Kevin. Uh, good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Tell me what's happening uh, with the people you work with and what it feels like to be a police officer. What's not being said that needs to be said? Oh, I, I think there's a lot that's not being said, uh, Glenn. Our, our people here are—they come to work every day. They—they they come in to do their job, to do good by their community. Uh, they're hardworking individuals. They are part of the community. They, not only are they police officers in their communities, Glenn, they're coaches here. They're mentors here. They raise thousands and thousands of dollars for different charities and different causes. Uh, in our community. And all that's forgotten because of the acts of somebody out in Minneapolis, which I don't think you'll find a police officer nationwide 
that would uh, not say that that was uh, hyenas, that was horrendous, uh, that was uh, murder, and be justly charged as such. But for everybody across the nation and the 99.999% of police officers that come in and try to do the right thing, that want to do the right thing and got into this profession for the right reason to be villainized by the Main Street media and by politicians, and I got to tell you, Glenn, one of our our governor here of New York State is one of the biggest ones villainizing us right now. It's disheartening and. It's a, a travesty to all the good men and women that wear the badge and wear the uniform every day. Kevin, thanks for your call. Thanks for your service. Let me go to Josh in Texas on line five. Josh, tell me why you're still doing your job. You know, Glenn, I, I do it because of the people. Um, when listening to you and how you talked about the fact that not everybody can do this, it's the absolute truth. Uh, in my career, I've seen the absolute worst evil that people are capable of, and I'm still able to do it um, because of the support of my family, my loved ones, my friends. Um, I can get up every morning. Uh, went to bed late last night, got a couple hours of sleep, and I'm back at it this morning chasing uh, a murder suspect. What, what, is your, what does your family say? As they're watching everything at home while you're at work and they're seeing what's going on, what are they saying to you? They're worried. Uh, every time uh, I leave the house, it's be safe. Um, come home. Uh, you know, they I, I can't give them all the details, but they know I'm not, you know, going after people that are, um, you know, just doing little things. Uh, I'm, I'm investigating the big cases and it, it's, it's scary for them, and they know that I constantly push to train myself because, uh, unfortunately, budgets don't allow the amount of training that an officer actually needs to be good at his job. It has to be a master of all professions, or at least know some of all professions, uh, because you go from a counselor to uh, a cop to a shoulder to cry on um, to life-saving interventions in in the snap of a finger. Josh, um, is there any, um, have you heard anybody saying we should just all walk? Cause I, I would be the first one that would be saying that really, we should just walk. Cause there's a part of me that says, Oh, Minneapolis wants to do that. Good. Go ahead. No, uh, here where I'm at in Texas, we, there's no talk of that. Uh, because, that's not the majority of people that are saying that because if you look on the news, the little old lady whose only grocery store was burnt down um, and was very upset and crying on her interview because she had nowhere else to get her groceries. That's not the person yeah. that's saying, I don't want police anymore. It's the people that turned around and went out to take advantage of the situation and loot, not peacefully protest, but loot and riot that are the ones that are saying it. And why is it they're saying that? Because police is accountability. Josh, thank you very much. Let me go to Dan in New Jersey. Hello, Dan. Hi, Glenn. How are you today? Hi, Glenn. How are you today? Very good. You just retired? That is correct. I did 25 Mm -hmm. years in Newark, New Jersey. That's quite a prison sentence. 
<laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And the, day, the, day, <laughs> the day I could leave, I left. And that was in July of 2019. So I'm almost a year out. What are you hearing from the guys who are still in? Um, I, I, I tell them if you have your time, leave. There's, there's no place left. Uh, there's, they, don't, they don't want you to do real police work. They want you to be a babysitter. They want you to respond to McDonald's because somebody called because McDonald's is out of McNuggets or because somebody's not wearing a mask, or because he looked at me wrong. And we have to go respond to these calls. You, oh meanwhile, meanwhile, you have people who are being shot. Nork had um, six shootings the other night, all in one night. Sunday night, they had yeah. six shootings. You never yeah. hear anything about that on the news. Um, no, you don't. I, Dan, I, I, I'm up against a network break, but I, I have to thank you for your service. Thank you for your phone call. Um, in Los Angeles, I believe it's Los Angeles, killings have gone up 250% uh, just in the last few weeks. Uh, hello? Is anybody paying attention to that? Why are we seeing this? Why is no one saying anything? Coming up in a second, the guy who wrote this that poem. Is the Glenn Beck program. Coming up. Real estate agents I trust is uh, absolutely the posit- positively the best way to find a real estate agent in your area that is qualified and eager to sell your home on time and for the most amount of money with the least hassle. You've got enough going on in your life right now. What you need is a great real estate agent that is going to take this burden on and get it sold. Tell you what the right price is. So you get the the top dollar out of your house, tells you anything that you need to do to the house to help sell it, and then is committed and has the system in place to be able to get enough eyeballs on it so your house sells. Also, a real estate agent that can help you find in any city the house that you are looking for and the neighborhood that you're looking for. All you do is you just go to realestateagentsitrust.com and within usually 10 minutes, We'll send you the name of an agent in your area that we think you should interview because we have. And we think they are one of the real estate agents that we trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's free. You heard from a New York cop saying Andrew Cuomo was awful. Well, we already have Andrew Cuomo was awful t-shirts and mugs. Just go to stewdoesmerch.com and get one. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you joined us today. Uh, we are taking phone calls from police officers, uh, talking to people that are involved in policing. How do you? How, how are you feeling? How are things working out for you? Uh, why are you still doing your job? God bless you. And so far, we haven't heard anybody that was angry. Um, but uh, one of the police officers who I think uh, vented his spleen is the police officer that wrote the opening monologue today, who will fight for us. Um, He wants to come on the air, but he is uh, afraid of retaliation and losing his job. Uh, He is a a police officer in a major city in the U.S., and um, we go to him now. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hang on just a second. Sarah, do we need his voice disguised? Is... Was that part of the deal with him, or is he fine? 
It is. Oh, it is disguised. Oh, well, that's a good disguise. Um, okay. So here's, here's what I want to know from you. You wrote a very, very passionate um, uh, monologue, or, or you call it a poem, but it's uh, just how ugly police work is and how frustrated you are. How much of the policing community feels the same way and has had you enough? Know, I would, well, I would argue a majority of the policing community feels that way. You know, I don't think it comes from a position of anger. I think it is from a position of frustration is everywhere you look, people are just destroying police and talking negatively about police. And there hasn't been one police leader or politician stand up and say, you are absolutely wrong. Police officers are overwhelmingly good and they do good work. It, I think the first thing we saw was yesterday there was a New York I think FOP president finally speak out and say, quit Uh tarnishing our officers. The first person I've seen speak that way since this all started. Hold on just a second. We have that audio and it is worth hearing. Listen, this is a, this is a head of the FOP up in uh, New York. He walks to a microphone and he just goes, listen, do we have it? 375 million interactions with the public every year 375 million interactions overwhelmingly positive responses overwhelmingly positive responses but I read in the papers all week we all read in the papers that in the black community mothers are worried about their children getting home from school without being killed by a cop what world are we living in? That doesn't happen. It does not happen. I am not Derek Chavon. They are not him. He killed someone. We didn't. We are restrained. And you know what? I'm saying this to all the cops here. Because you know what? Everybody's trying to shame us. The legislators. The press. Everybody's trying to shame us into being embarrassed about our profession. Well, you know what? This isn't stained by someone in Minneapolis. It's still got a shine on it. And so do theirs. So do theirs. Stop treating us like animals and thugs and start treating us with some respect. That's what we're here today to say. We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Trying to make us embarrassed of our profession. 375 million interactions. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. Nobody talks about all the police officers that were killed in the last week in the United States of America. And there were a number of them. Our legislators abandoned us. The press is vilifying us. Well, you know what, guys? I'm proud to be a cop, and I'm going to continue to be proud to be a cop until the day I retire. And that's all I have to say. I will tell you that I saw this yesterday, and it's what I, what motivated me to write my monologue that is coming up in, in just a few minutes. Um, uh, do you feel abandoned by your city, by your mayor, city council? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So here we have a, a live PD contract. I don't think it's a secret that a lot of people love to watch that show. I personally don't enjoy being around the cameras. However, there's plenty of people who do. Literally, day one of the riots uh, here in our city, the very next morning, the mayor said, absolutely, we'll cave to your commands. We'll cancel our contract. We'll do this. We'll do that. And so they, they pulled it off immediately. That was the immediate response is, okay, we agree with you. Our police officers are doing something wrong. It's what it implies, at least. And, and how shameful. I mean, who is going to stand up for us? And there has been literally no one in our city who's willing to stand up and say, no, you're wrong. It's just not true. What do you think happens to these cities like Seattle? Seattle, the police officers uh, and the police force abandoned a precinct um, uh, that is a that's right in the heart of Seattle, a very important place up. I think it's on Capitol Hill uh, and it's uh, they, they just left. And now Antifa and Black Lives Matter has put up roadblocks and they're policing this whole district. What happens to Minneapolis or Seattle when they lose the cops? See, this is something that we have talked about amongst ourselves, and it's it blows my mind that it's happening. The only valid explanation I can think of is perhaps they are just completely overwhelmed. So if you think about um, my city, for example, we have a little under 800 officers, and there's a population of over 400,000. At some point, you just can't manage the mass. So uh, if that is what happened, I completely understand that. You can only do so much. However, it blows my mind that you would abandon a building. And we've had those discussions. There's so much equipment in there, um, you know, whether it's non-lethal rounds, whether it's administrative, whether it's evidence for crimes. You know, some of those could be... Well, apparently they've been... Apparently, they've been taking it out for about a week. And in Seattle's case, you don't have a city council that is helpful. You don't have a mayor that is helpful. I mean, they are really alone. Yeah, and I again, I don't understand whose idea is to do that. Um, and like I said, the only excuse I can think of is that you are just completely overwhelmed by the number of people you're expecting to come to the police station. Because, you know, they get intelligence. You know, they, they monitor these Facebook groups and they monitor what's happening and how many people they're expecting in the crowds. And so if that's what's happening, if they're like, hey, a week from now, there's 3,000 people that are going to come burn down the police station and we only have 200 officers to protect it. It's, it's in the right is it's not worth the officers lives just to protect the building, though. I think as a taxpayer, I think the citizens should be defending them because what a waste of money. But that's a whole nother yeah. conversation. Uh, thank you very much for um, emailing this uh, letter to me. I know you emailed it to a lot of people, you're, including your mayor and your city. Um, any response from anybody else? So I've received one response. So who I emailed it to was the mayor, the chief, the deputy chiefs, and all the majors. So pretty much the entire leadership of the department. Um, I received one response, and they were... Um, willing to post it on lawofficer.com. I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, basically yeah, the yeah. law enforcement website. And that's, that's the only response I received. And it was just like, hey, good word, but can I put it on here? Pretty much the only thing he can do, uh, I would assume. So yeah. uh, that was appreciative. But other than that, uh, no, I've heard absolutely nothing. No one's talked about it. No one's mentioned it. So. Well, 
I'm glad you sent it to me uh, and we could uh, share it with the American people today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let me go to John in New York. Uh, John, you're a police academy instructor. Yes, I am. Good morning, Glenn. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, what I don't understand is we hear constantly that people are saying that our police officers aren't trained. They don't know about use of force, misapplication of force, implicit bias. Well, we have curriculums that are already there. We run an eight-hour procedural justice block. We run mandated 50, 60 hours of use of force where we discuss the cases you brought up before, Graham versus Connor, Tennessee versus Garner. We talk about reasonable objectiveness. What more do they want us to do? There are good and bad in all of us, and 99.99% of all the cops that are out there try to do their job, serve the public, and go home. That's what I teach my recruits every day. Honor your badge, honor your oath, and go home. So, John, what do you think happened to this cop in Minnesota? Was he a bad guy that other cops should have, you know, ratted out? Was he just, has he been there so long? He's was just callous. Uh, what, what do you think? What do you, I know you didn't know him, and but I, I, that's I one of the things him. that people say is that why don't good cops rat these bad cops out? And, you know, that's, that's looking at one part of a situation. The act itself was heinous. Do the officers bear responsibility that they didn't intercede if they didn't intervene when there was a crime being committed? I mean, I don't know. Did their defensive tactics program not show them when the resistance stops, the force stops? I, I, I don't know. I don't know the totality of the circumstances, so I don't want to, you know, give a uneducated comment. There was wrong there. I don't know. I don't know the whole facts of the situation, but every officer bears a responsibility to correct a crime, whether it's being perpetrated by us, by an unethical act of another officer, or if it's being done by a civilian. That's our oath. It doesn't say I, I enforce the law just because only the civilians. If I see a criminal act that's being done by another officer, I, I should bear responsibility that I have to take onus on that. John, um, thank you for your phone call. Thanks for everything that you do every day. Um, you think it's going to be uh, as a police academy instructor? Think it's going to be? You think you got a lot of new recruits coming in? No, I, I think this is going to vilify an already ostracized profession. I believe there's still honor out there, and I believe through the work of my colleagues that are out there and every other police officer, officer that's on the line right now showing how honorable we can be and how restrained we are and how much we actually love our public we serve, we'll bring it back, and people will see the honor that is, that is the honor of being a law enforcement officer in this country. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. God bless. Oh, by the way, tell him to hold because we got to get him a Cuomo. What is it? A Cuomo sucks? Uh, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Uh, T-shirts, <laughs> mugs, and masks, by the way, if you happen to be in a close quarters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that. Every police officer in New York should have one of those. Oh, I want to see that, that same Andrew press Cuomo, conference. 
that you just showed oh. with all those masks on. Uh, <laughs> any any New York cop oh, that calls in today should great. just get one for free. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you're a New York cop, you get one. Uh, just uh, make sure you point out that you're New York New York cop. All right. Um, Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks right now has Father's Day packages. They're ready to order. They're ready to ship. And uh, they include a free pound, many of them, of steak cut bacon. So I was talking to my vegan daughter the other day, and she was like, Dad, we shouldn't eat bacon, and we shouldn't eat pork. It's really bad, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm, bacon, bacon. I'd be with you on the pork thing until you get to bacon. Uh, I don't know what part of the animal that is, but that's the good part of, uh, of pork. Everything else, I agree with you. I think God should have, I think God should have stayed with the don't eat uh, pigs, uh, except for the bacon part. I mean, that just has to be eaten. Anyway, free pound of steak cut bacon from Omaha Steaks with many of the packages. They have free shipping uh, and uh, and a free pound of steak cut. Did I say that already? You can see all of the great specials for Father's Day online right now. You just go to omahasteaks.com, but type in Beck in the search bar, and that will take you to all of the specials that they have going on for Father's Day. So omahasteaks.com, go to the search bar, type in the word Beck, and get your Father's Day gift uh, uh, purchased and in the mail now from Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Although nobody will say it, insurrection is upon us. Radicals have hijacked the death of uh, George Floyd to destroy the company, the country and capitalism. And they've been waiting for it. They've been preparing for it for years. We started doing our homework into what is exactly happening and who is behind it, who is involved. Well, you will not believe what we found. Yes, the usual suspects, but... This is actually patterned after the Marxist Kurdish rebellion in northern Syria. Seriously, it's bottom up with an active top down. We're going to show you how it's working and what they actually want. Um, it is not what you're seeing elsewhere. Black Lives Matter. Who are they? Uh, the uh, Antifa. Who are they? And then this. Ram, the revolutionary abolitionist movement. Who are they? What happened in Seattle with the, the police abandoning a precinct is exactly what R.A.M. wants. And you need to know who you are fighting. You need to know what's really going on. For all of your friends that say, oh, Black Lives Matter isn't that bad. I will introduce them to you in their own words. It is time for America to hear and accept the truth. You must be a guardian of the truth. And we will help you tonight. Educate yourself if you are a member. We can't thank you enough for your membership to blazetv.com. We need you now more than ever blaze tv.com you can uh, watch us there you can sign up at uh, blaze tv.com slash glenn use the promo code glenn and you're going to save some money by signing up for a year we want to see you tonight if you're not a member 
Tonight, you can watch this one on our Blaze YouTube channel. Starts at 9 p.m. Insurrection is on us. Don't miss it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, everybody knows PayPal. But did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little apply coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's. Honey has found over $2 billion in savings. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining Honey. Joinhoney.com slash back. That's joinhoney.com slash back. Uh, rough greens. Uh, if you love your dog, like I love my dog, um, you want them to be really, really healthy and fit dog dogs have been our best friends forever. And, uh, they're part of the family. That's why we want them to lead a long and happy life and a healthy life. Um, we've been feeding a supplement to Uno now for, I don't know, about six months and it's totally changed his life and our life. Quite honestly, he loves to eat. Um, he eats and finishes everything, and he is out running and active. He's a different dog. See the difference in your dog that Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash Beck can make in your dog's life. You just put this with their dog food, and it changes them. It's great. 833-GLEN-33 is the phone number of roughgreens.com slash Beck. is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So last night, I was was going over the news and preparing today's show, and I came across uh, a spokesperson for the uh, FOP in New York, and he said, stop treating us like animals. And his plea was so spot on, I knew I had to say something in response today. So police officers, hear me in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Been telling you about Honey now for a while on the show. Uh, uh, I want you to know that PayPal is now teaming up with Honey in an effort to save you money. Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And it's now part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop all your favorite sites like normal. And when you check out, you click on the little apply coupons button that pops up and wait a few seconds. And Honey will scan its database of all of the working coupons on the web. And then you watch your prices drop as you're in checkout. It's the best. 
Honey works on nearly every online store, including Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's, and a whole lot more. Honey has found people uh, uh, savings, people just like you, over $2 billion. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Not getting Honey is literally passing up free money. Honey is free to use. They don't track you. It is uh, the people who pay for it are the people who, like Home Depot, who are getting your business. Honey is free. It installs in just seconds. Just get uh, Honey now by going to joinhoney.com slash Beck. That's joinhoney.com slash Beck. Do it now. You know, I I don't know what community policing is. I mean, I did watch Batman. Maybe that's what it is. And when we find Bruce Wayne, maybe we can turn Minneapolis over to him. But police officers all across the country and indeed the world, I want you to hear the sound of my voice. You are good. You are necessary. You are needed. In many and most cases, you represent the best of us. You react to situations that none of us want to be in. You react in situations with, uh, for the most part, the integrity and patience that none of us have. I have seen you stand and protect people that I know you despise. And you will fight and die for them and their rights. And I thank you for that. You are doing a job that no one else will. You're doing a job that most of us could never do. If all cops are evil, then so are we as people. Because cops come from us. White and black and brown and yellow. They are just a representation of all mankind. And I'm not going to play a role a second longer in this shameful lie about our cops. Our cops save lives. They keep us safe. They protect us. They serve us. Is the history of some cops and some stations and some departments bad in the past? No, not just bad, but abhorrent. But let's focus today on what we can do today and what's happening today without dismissing the pain of the past. Just like there are bad doctors and teachers and mechanics, there are some bad cops, but the vast majority of them are good. Many of them are great. Now, let me ask you this. Can the same thing be said for the for the same percentages of the people that are protesting? Because I've heard organizers say, hey, those people who are looting are not part of what we're trying to do. Really? Shouldn't we just lump all of those who are protesting peacefully with those who are burning our cities down to the ground? You say you want cops to rat out the bad guys, as do I. Well, why don't you lead the way by pointing out the names and the organizations that are behind all the evil that we see on our streets today? Why don't you do it? Are the number of cops who are bad versus good different from those numbers in the media? 
I would contend yes. I think there are far more percentage-wise good cops than there are good journalists. The lies that our journalists are currently telling today, right now, will be responsible for thousands of deaths, misery, global hunger, joblessness, and the end, they may be responsible for enslaving a good portion of the world. That's your journalist today. How many good ones are there? Because I can't seem to find them, but I can find a buttload of good cops. Currently, the freedom of all mankind has a member of the Marxist mob kneeling on its neck. And America is saying, I can't breathe. Can you actually state with a straight face that the percentage of clean versus dirty, good versus bad among our political ruling class is anywhere close to the percentage of good cops versus bad? Our politicians, they lie, they cheat, they steal. Look at what has happened in Congress in the last four years. These politicians have stolen our children's future through out-of-control spending and debt and lies. They increasingly make the world a more dangerous place through their incompetent and double-dealing and self-serving actions. And they do it daily. I have, to, I have news for you. I would trust, I would trust uh, a cop to take care of my kids for 60 days over a politician taking my kids for 60 minutes. Jeez, the one you're running is sniffing everybody's hair. BLM, Antifa. Because of the lies and the agenda of those same politicians and media, most Americans have no idea who these people are. Until our special tonight, make sure you watch it. We take the mask off of these people and show you who's involved in what their real plan is. Because Americans are good and decent and do want to live in t together in peace and do want a good police force and don't want black people to feel any different than they feel when they call a cop. Because of that, so many Americans have just signed up to support BLM. And I think many of those Americans mean well, but they are lambs being led to the slaughter. And those of us who know, too many of us are silent because we're afraid. Afraid of what? I'm only afraid of one thing. When I get to the end of my life, I have failed because I will pay an eternal consequence. So why are you silent? Why are you sitting down? Are you afraid? Are you ignorant? If you are, know it now and educate yourself. Because if you re remain in self-inflicted uh, ignorance, you're part of the problem. It's time for America to say, enough is enough. It is time to grow up, America. It's time to grow up and take responsibility for your own actions, not the actions of others, not the actions of those in a distant past, but for your own actions. Yeah, responsibility. Responsibility for our nation, our rights, and our future.
Otherwise, they're all going to be lost. I will. I personally have talked to, listened to, and reconciled with anyone who is honest that wants honest understanding. I know firsthand how race relations of the past have scarred many of my friends. Stories from some of my black friends that have, they have told me that have shocked me to the core. But unless my memory fails me, all of those are from people who grew up in the 50s and the 60s. It's a different world. And you know how they found peace and, and, and success? They found peace and success through forgiveness. Forgiveness is real. Redemption is a power beyond man and beyond man's understanding. I don't know how it works. But I'm glad God has provided it for us. But in today's world, you are being led into the slaughterhouse where there is no forgiveness. Even though you weren't involved you and your kind are guilty today and will always be guilty. Let me, let, me, let me say this, and I want you to understand this. I am just as responsible for the horrors of Jim Crow laws and the racist in the Klan and dirty cops as blacks are for the D.C. sniper. Who in your right mind would blame the D.C. sniper on every African-American? No one. So why am I blamed for the Klan? I have nothing to do with them. I despise them. And I will not bow down and apologize for my part. I have no part in any of it. Just like blacks had no part in the D.C. sniper... You had nothing to do with it. Neither did I. Now, let's unite on the things that we can do and can help each other with today. I will not kneel down and kiss the feet of the mob. There is no king for me but God. The Marxist mob and BLM want you to believe and, and, and force you to state that all cops and all white people are guilty, whether they're good or bad, whether they're white or black or brown, cops are guilty. If you wear blue, you're bad. Well, that is a lie, and I proudly and loudly proclaim it. It's a lie, and it's a poison. And we must stand up against that lie and all other anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-constitution, anti-individual collective abominations. As I wrote this last night, I knew, oh man, that's going to cause trouble. You're going to get in trouble for that. I accept that. I don't want that. I'm just speaking what I know to be true. And I refuse to go over the cliff with the rest of humanity into some Alice in Wonderland fantasy. 
I will not condemn an entire profession, an entire group or race. You were born for these days. I was born for these days. You are here for a reason. You do have enough power. You do have the strength. Your act of courage of just stating the fact that you know is true will inspire others to stand and heed the promptings and the pleadings of the celestial spheres. I believe in the individual. I believe in redemption. I believe in the worst person can be healed, can change, can be a part of the solution. I will stand against those who make mistakes, but I will call them mistakes. They may have to pay a heavy price for that mistake. But I will stand with them to change their life. I will stand with anyone, cop or protester. As long as they're not bringing violence, destruction and fear to others. Black Americans should never fear being stopped by a cop. Never. That's wrong. But good cops should also never be afraid of walking the streets. If we cannot listen to one another and see people again as people, not the groups they belong to, we are not going to just take race relations, but we will take man's very essence back hundreds of years. I will fight against any anyone, group, ideology that blindly condemns and forces others to go along. That is fascism. And in the 20th century, our country fought against fascists in Europe. Today, so-called Antifa hides behind this fight against fascism when they're really fighting for communism and Marxism. Yes, they fought against fascism in the 1930s, but what they leave out is they were fighting for communism. They were both socialist, one national socialist, and Antifa, global, worldwide socialists. Today, they fight against the admitted flawed Western system for the failed totalitarian Marxist idea. Nazis and communists are evil. We used to know this. It's time to say it again. This is who you're aligning with when you stand with these groups. Read the BLM website. Soros and others have pumped millions of dollars into BLM. Now our local government and corporations are doing the same. Listen to me. We all have responsibility to treat each other as we wish to be treated. We all have to call out evil and do all in our power to help other people. And we fail miserably at those things. Many of us fail miserably every day. But we must now stand as Christ has asked us to stand in his pattern with love and humility and forgiveness. Martin Luther King changed the world. Gandhi did the same. So did Lincoln and every other individual or movement that used the gospel of peace as its model. Racism, sexism, greed, murder, hatred. They've all been a problem with man since man began because it's every man's problem. There is no collective progression. 
It's up to each of us as individuals to grow and to get better. There's no such thing as collective salvation. There is no such thing as Marxist social justice. There is only man's justice, which is flawed, and we have to work hard every day to help repair and clean it up. And then there is God's justice. It is perfect and it is eternal. There is no other justice. And to say otherwise is an affront to God. And while we're on the affront to God, to presume that we should all be colorblind quite frankly, is also insulting. You know, as I've been thinking about this, did God make us different because it didn't matter? If you're black, God made you that way for a reason, and that no man can change that or should try to. He made you special and different. He made me special and different. All of us are. If people don't accept the work of God, they're flawed, not you. And if you're white... There is no stain or sin that has been passed on to you from past generations. There's no collective sin committed by others that you're responsible for. You're responsible for your actions today and those alone. Are you bringing truth and peace into the world by your words and actions? Or are you twisting the truth to divide and destroy? Which is it? Today, I will fulfill my responsibility to call out evil as I see it. Antifa. The true mission of BLM is outlined on their own website and condemning all those who wear a badge is evil and it will lead to deep misery and death. I stand today with those who after 9-11 and quite frankly, every major disaster, we thank and grovel and marvel at their heroism. There are bad guys and cops should be the first who want to rid themselves of those cops. But with that being said, I don't know how someone who does what they do every day for our nation, a nation that now treats them as killers, thugs, and animals, I don't know how you show up, but I thank you for it. Cops are good, and they need our support now more than ever. Some are bad, just as are some mechanics and some protesters. Those people should be found and prosecuted under a system of just and equal laws. To our men and women in blue, I salute you and stand by your side today. I don't know if the Batman theme is appropriate after that. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. What's it worth for you to get out of pain? Oh, man, it was worth everything to me, and it didn't cost me much at all. Uh, I started taking Relief Factor, mainly because my wife said, I'm not going to listen to you whine about your pain anymore. We won't try everything. And I'm like, honey, it's it's an inflammatory. It's not going to work. Most of our pain is caused from inflammation. I know. I took it and it worked. And there was no one more shocked. I had to go apologize to my wife. I mean, that that, uh, that wasn't a good day. But it was a good day because I was out of pain, and it's Relief Factor that did it. Go to relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. If you're, if you're in pain, get out of pain. Relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. 10 seconds, station ID. We have the vice president, the National Fraternal Order of Police, uh, Officer Joe uh, Gallimaldi. He's on with us in uh, just a few minutes. I, I, I don't know how our police officers 
are showing up for work. I don't know. We'll talk to him about that and so much more coming up. Also, our special tonight. Who's behind these protests? What do they really want? 9 o'clock, Blaze TV. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Mortgage rates have been at historic lows for over five weeks now. Homeowners, especially if you are about to be a retiree, a lower mortgage rate can be incredibly powerful for you. It could add hundreds, maybe even $1,000 back to your monthly budget. The best part about it is you don't have to start your loan all over again. Go to the mortgage consultants, the Boltons, at American Financing. I trust these people. I've been with them right after the crash. They tried to get me to endorse them, and I said, yeah, well, a crash is coming. They're like, I know, Glenn, because banks are irresponsible. We don't do those kinds of loans. I said, "Uh uh-huh. I'll talk to you after the crash and see how you fare. Well, they fared fine, and so did their clients, because they don't, they work for you. No pressure, no upfront fees. Just check for 10 minutes to see how much money they can save you on your mortgage or to refi. Do it now at uh, AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Tonight, Glenn's special, Insurrection USA. Check out all the details of what's been going on across the country. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn or on YouTube. In Seattle, last night they abandoned a precinct, a major precinct in Seattle. Uh, The 3rd District is now being run by the mob. It's being run by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They have barricaded the uh, district, and uh, they now have armed checkpoints, and uh, it's a a happy, happy place in Seattle. We are... I think we've gone insane. I think we have gone insane. And uh, not enough people are talking to the police and listening to their side of, uh, of things. I, I don't know what, I don't know how their side is different. Uh, they were against the guy, you know, the police officer in Minneapolis just as much as everyone else was. Joe Gamaldi is with us. He is uh, the vice president of the National Fraternal Order of Police and president of the Houston Police Officers Union. Welcome, Joe. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, so, so let's let, let's go over some of the things that are that are happening. First of all, uh, what is the attitude of the average cop on the street today? I I've talked to several of them today, and they all seem like. You know, this is my duty and I'm going to continue to do it. But if it were me, I don't know how I would show up for work. I, I wouldn't be treated like this by not by the people alone, but by the officials in our cities. Well, I'll tell you right now, they're frustrated and they're tired. Most of us have been on 12 hour shifts with no days off. We haven't seen our families. These officers that are on the front lines, and it's our younger generation of officers, believe me, and we like to give them some generational ribbing, but they have been unbelievable. I have never been more proud to be a police officer in the last 15 years than I am right now. They stood on that, stood on that protest line with people screaming the worst things you can possibly imagine at them. They've had bricks thrown at them, bottles thrown at them, uh, feces, anything that you can think of. And you know what they were doing on that front line, Glenn? They were protecting those people's rights to protest them, to badmouth 
them. That's the kind of heart and determination that police officers have. That's how much we care about our communities. And as we sit here and we talk, well, you know, Joe, don't hold all those protesters responsible for the small group of rioters who assaulted police officers and burned down buildings and destroyed our neighborhoods. Yes, okay, that's a completely reasonable position to have. Don't hold the actions of that small, horrible group of rioters for all the protesters. Turn that highly tuned magnifying glass right back on law enforcement. Do not hold the 800,000 hardworking men and women of law enforcement who are just trying to make a difference in their community. Communities they love, by the way, for the actions of one idiot in Minneapolis. And I think that reasonable people can agree on that. So what does it mean? You know, I've I've talked to people who are saying, no, they're just saying that they just want some, you know, community policing and they defund the police a little bit. They don't want to take the whole thing away. That is a lie. And you can read it for yourself on on websites like Black Lives Matter. That's not what they're looking for. They are looking for what's happening, I think, in in Minneapolis. Tell me what defunding the police department really is. Well, let me tell you right now. First of all, defunding and dismantling police departments is not only dangerous, it's insane. And how any reasonable person thinks this is a policy solution? And by the way, they've been defunding police departments for years in our major cities. Every single major city is short police officers. They don't have enough to handle their call volume. You're seeing crime already going up in all our major cities. I think you just saw L.A. has found that they have doubled their murder rate in like one week from the week prior. Right here in Houston, our murders are up 48%. They're seeing a similar trend in New York because we don't have the police officers in place to handle it. But what's interesting is when you really drill down on policy with them and say, you know, I I don't want to hear platitudes and I don't want to hear, oh, we're going to go to a community centric policing. I want to know if someone sticks a gun in someone's face tomorrow after you've dismantled us, who is coming? And they don't have an answer. And in fact, they had a Minneapolis councilwoman on the news the other day who said, well, if you expect a police officer to come out when your house is being burglarized and someone's robbing you, well, that's just your privilege. Excuse me? That, that's a privilege that every American has in this country, to call the police when something bad has happened to you. But what's really going on here is this is a larger strategy. They are pushing the Overton window further to the left so that they can say, hey, we want to dismantle, we want to take away, even though only 16% of the population even supports that in a recent poll. But what they can do is if they push that so radical, it starts to become just a little bit acceptable in people's minds, and then they'll settle for now, for now, for just defunding the police and putting more money into social programs while police officers continue to fall behind. We can't keep up with the calls that are on the board right now, and our response times are already through the roof. Well, I think they've pushed the Overton window. I mean, Black Lives Matter now is, is mainstream. Black Lives Matter is fine. There's no problem. They shot six cops in Dallas. What are you talking about? They're mainstream. They're not mainstream. Read their own website on what they actually want. They're not mainstream. And yet you're seeing them now in schools. You're seeing them now just in communities saying, I'm with Black Lives Matter. You're seeing all kinds of people. I would say celebrities and media, but we already know that they're with Black Lives Matter. But they've mainstreamed them. This is a dangerous Marxist group. And, and, and you know what? 
it's become a popular hashtag on Twitter, right? You know, defund the police, all right? And all the Hollywood elites are jumping on, and all the, you know, the, the politicians that want to jump on the bandwagon. But guess whose communities this hurts the most? Our low-income communities. Our black and brown communities are going to be impacted by this. Because, you know, folks with means are, are, are neighborhoods that have more money. Like, let's say that L.A. council member who, although she's calling to defund the police, she still has a private police force that is coming out to her house to make sure she stays protected. But where there's violence in our communities, there's going to be – that's the communities that are going to be impacted by all of a sudden the police being limited on their resources or dismantling the police. Now who are they going to call when they need help? Is a social worker going to come out when they're robbed at gunpoint or when their spouse has beaten them within an inch of their life? The truth is if you really get out there and you speak to the business owners and the hardworking, law-abiding people in our community, they want more police officers. They don't want less. So what do you take on Seattle, where they gave up a precinct last night, and an important one? I, I, I think what do you make of that? It, it, this is complete anarchy. And there's really no better. It, and it was the same as when the mayor in Minneapolis decided to pull all the police officers down and allowed them to burn a police station. You start giving protesters, or I'm sorry, you start giving rioters, and you start giving anarchists an inch, they're going to take a mile. And it completely erodes the rule of law in our country. And at some point, somebody is going to need to stand up and say, no, this is not acceptable. This is not who we are as a society. But as you said, as some of these views become more and more mainstream, you're going to see more things like that. Right here in Houston, they just dropped charges on over 600 people who broke the law during the protests here. And what kind of message is that sending to future protesters? Go ahead and do what you want because there's no consequences for your actions. And it also exposes a deeper concern that we have across this country of activist DAs and activist judges who are all too happy to keep this revolving door going and be light on people. And we're going to all suffer the consequences. This is, and I think that it's no coincidence that George Soros has been funding all of those uh, uh, attorney, um, uh, attorney generals and uh, uh, in states and all of the, all of the prosecutors for their reelection he has taken the most radical and put them in and those are the ones that are releasing most of the people and saying i'm, I'm going to drop all charges i mean in st louis the prosecutor dropped all of the charges there were there was a former cop killed there and they just dropped all of it uh in uh in any looting or any rioting is this why we're seeing a 250% increase in L.A. of, of uh, violent crime? Yes, absolutely. We have an activist DA that was funded by George Soros right here in Harris County for Houston. And we've seen our murder rate up 48%. Aggravated assaults are up 23%. We have violent crime up in double digits. But, but here's my favorite, and this is what really gets me, is that they are being light on violent gun-toting felons. So that while we have a national discussion going on about gun laws, we're not even enforcing the ones we have now. They want to take them from the law-abiding folks while they're asking to defund the police, by the way. But we're not even holding people accountable when we are catching violent felons in possession with a gun. She is currently giving out probation like candy to those caught in possession of firearms when they're already a convicted felon. And I'm just saying, when is someone going to point out the hypocrisy in all of that? 
So, Joe, let me ask you uh, one more question. When we were when we were going through this covid night nonsense, we saw cops. Uh, some of them didn't seem to care. Others really were hurt by doing their job. But they were going after people who were protesting and uh, who just wanted to go back to work. And some of them weren't enforcing it. Some of it. Some of them were. The problem in our country is we are not protecting and defending the Constitution of the United States. If we would just do that, all these problems will go what would go away. If we just started respecting the Constitution, did the did did the police officers at all recognize that mainly a lot of the people that really support police officers and always have felt a little betrayed by some police officers during covid I mean, I think that's a fair assessment for some places. Uh, Listen, the overwhelming majority of folks in this country, they love, support, and respect police officers. And one of the things we did right here in Houston is when our uh, elected county judge decided that she was going to put in a draconian mask order with a criminal penalty, I immediately put out a letter to our officers saying, you have discretion, discretion, discretion. We were not going to allow her to erode the trust that we have built that we've taken decades to build with our community and stop hardworking, law-abiding people that were just out for a walk in the park and ask, is your child 11 years old? Why doesn't he have a mask on? Or why are you opening your business without people with masks on? We weren't going to be put in that position. We've worked too hard to get where we are. But I think it's become commonplace for, for other politicians to blame police officers for all the ills of society. We know that violence is what we need to stop in our communities in order to reduce police-involved shootings, in order to reduce use of force incidents and what causes violence in our communities bad schools lack of opportunities no job opportunities and if people started really looking at it and admitting their own failures of hey we have failing schools in our inner cities there's not enough opportunities for folks maybe we could actually start making a difference in their lives but it's much easier for politicians to just say it's all the cops fault they're all racist they're the cause of all your problems Joe Gamaldi, uh, he's vice president of National Fraternal Order of Police. It's good to have you. Uh, and uh, please pass on uh, my thanks to all those who wear blue uh, for what they're putting up with now. I, I don't think I could, but God bless all of them. Thank you so much. Will do, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. You know, back in my day, we uh, we had police and we respected them and we liked it. And uh, we we prevented cyber criminals from getting through our devices. We turned the darn things off. We'd let the set warm up, you know, there for a while. We'd read the newspaper, listen to the radio, and then beat each other over the head with yardsticks once the sun went down for entertainment because couldn't trust that TV and the old boob tube. Obviously, times aren't as simple as they used to be, but the good news is there are better ways to fight cyber criminals now, like Norton 360. Better than the yardstick? 
Norton 360 helps you stay more private and secure in today's connected world by working to keep prying eyes out. And with Norton 360, you're getting real-time protection against existing and emerging threats to your information. With a VPN operating on bank-grade encryption, a password manager that easily and securely creates, stores, and manages your password, and a whole lot more. Norton 360 is your uh, key to better cybersecurity and peace of mind. No one can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. And right now, if you order, you can get 50% off your first year with an annual subscription at Norton.com slash back. That's Norton.com slash back. Save up to 50%. Tonight, the looting. Reaching the gate at the third precinct. Looters lit fires during another night of violent protest. The violence. What the f***? The riots. Was this all part of a bigger plan? Glenn exposes the dangerous groups used to carry it all out, who's pulling the strings, and how it could result in the destruction of America. Insurrection USA, tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program from the Standing Rock Ranch. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be uh, making a pretty big announcement uh, that I I hope that you will uh, join us for. Um, I think it's, uh, well, I know it is. It's very, very important. Tonight at 5 o'clock, however, we are going to be doing, um, I'm sorry, at 9 o'clock tonight, we're going to be showing you the insurrection and who is responsible and 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 what they really want what this is really all about because it's not about floyd george he's being uh, george floyd he is being used um and uh, that's all there is to it and all of this would be over if it wasn't for the media if the media would just do their job and uh tell america the truth of what's happening this would all be over it'll all be over but well i'll tell you i i needed this show today and the one you're doing tonight because I, i'm just glad the police are out there fighting again you know fighting back and, and defending themselves and they're not kneeling in front of you know crowds and protests it's it's about making sure people actually know the facts that these people are good people that they're keeping us safe and there's been so much pressure on them to just, you know, fold and act as if this is a, a problem that's spread across all these officers. It's not. There are some bad people, just like in every other profession, but it's important that they are standing up, fighting back. And I'm glad, uh, I think, the, I feel like the tide is turning a little bit on that. I think so, too. Andy No, a journalist with just guts beyond your imagination, joins us next. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system, a home security system that is so complicated that you never use it? That is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simpler is safer, and it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security 
for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important, Simply Safe is there. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. You can order online with a click of a button. Nobody's coming to your house. You open a box, place the sensors up, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople. They don't disrupt your life, and you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a 2-year contract. This is why Simply Safe was named best overall home security of 2020 by US News and World Report. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD camera just because you listen to my show at simplysafebeck.com. Let me just talk to you about getting your financial house in order right now with American Financing. American Financing, uh, they are the people that I have trusted for a very long time. You can call them now. Um, let me get their phone number for you. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Oh, there it is on the bottom of the screen, 800-906-2440. Um, they can uh, help you refi they can consolidate loans they have you covered coast to coast there's no obligation there's no hassle or it takes 10 minutes and they're going to give you an honest assessment of whether they can help you or not um, and there's no strings attached no hidden fees or anything like that just call them they're waiting for your call right now to see if they can save you hundreds if not thousands of dollars every single month uh, between your mortgage and your credit cards consolidations and you don't have to reset the loan 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 it's americanfinancing.net go there now America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Well, HBO has come out and they have said that they are getting rid of Gone with the Wind. Thank goodness, right? Right? What do you mean, frankly, my dear, you don't give a damn? Oh, you should. That's one of the that's one of the worst things that's ever happened to black America. Yes, Hattie McDaniels was the first black American to win an Oscar for her role in that, but she I mean Forget about that. Forget about that. The Gone with the Wind is just so dangerous in our culture right now. It's just makes me want to. Well, it makes me want to hold a uh, some sort of a drive-in movie theater where we could we could all social distance and watch Song of the South. Yeah, I'd have to pirate it from the Disney vaults, but oh, I've done it before. Uh, we are going to uh, spend a few minutes with one of the best journalists in America because he is actually willing to risk his life and go and tell us the real story. It is important that you listen to Andy No. next in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, carshield.com. CarShield uh, is is the people when your warranty runs out on your car, 
that's when everything goes wrong with your car. I mean, maybe I'm mistaken, but that's been my experience. Everything goes wrong with the car as soon as all oh, that part's not covered anymore. What? Uh, and it's usually like a chip. Now, you can't go into Pet Boys and get most of the stuff and fix your own engine. You can't do it. You don't even know what's wrong with it. You've got to, you've got to hook it up to a computer. And then you can't even open up some of the engines to be able to do anything to it. Ah, uh, that's my grandfather used to say. That's how they get you. Is it? I don't know who they are, but probably you're right, Grandpa. That's how they get you. Unless you have CarShield. CarShield.com. Call 800-CAR-6000. 800-CAR-6000. That's how you get them. What? CarShield.com or 1-800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK and you're going to, you're going to, uh, uh, save some money on this. Also, you'll get rates as low as $99 a month. Uh, use that promo code to save 10% at carshield.com. Get covered now. You get 24-7 roadside assistance. You get a rental car while yours is in the shop, and all of those headaches are gone. Carshield.com. Oh, yeah, man. Love, peace, riots, getting stoned or throwing stones. You know, one of the two. That sounds cool, too. Yes, that's where we are in America. And a guy who has gotten hit in the head too many times um, and still keeps going back for more for some reason is Andy No, editor at large at the Post Millennial. And you can find him at postthepostmillennial.com. Andy, how are you? Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me on again. Sure. So, um,. <laughs> Let's start in Seattle, Andy. Uh, last night, the police abandoned, I think it's the third precinct. That's up on Capitol Hill, isn't it? Um, yes, and, and they have taken six blocks back for the people. And they have Black Lives Matter and Antifa have uh, put roadblocks up. Uh, and they are patrolling those six blocks. Tell me what is going on so while most of the violent protests have been uh now under control in most parts of the u.s it's still going quite strong in the pacific northwest which has been a relative stronghold of far left and antifa and so uh two days ago uh this center this part of uh, the capitol hill area seattle uh has been occupied by uh, hundreds of far-left extremists and police have been engaging with them daily in terms of using crowd control for a number of days now and there was all this backlash from politicians accusing police of excessive force so um seems like some strings are pulled and a decision was made for police to pull back uh, completely. Literally, uh, they actually abandoned the East Precinct in Seattle by boarding up the window, taking out uh, all um, sensitive and dangerous uh, items inside, boarded it up and left. And the far-left extremists have claimed victory and now has set up barricades around uh, this six-block square of city, claiming it. They're calling it the Capitol Hill 
autonomous zone. So they're actually naming, naming their own territory. When you go in, it says you are now leaving the USA. And it's really, uh, I mean, uh, as I'm describing it, it sounds really um, silly in a way, right? It's people seemingly cosplaying and almost like reliving childhood, uh, building their own mm-hmm. fort. But uh, there are armed people involved. If you look at all the social media accounts and various uh, Antifa groups, they're calling for armed comrades to come and act as security at these barriers. So it's a very potentially explosive situation when and if city officials finally choose to respond because, as always, these situations are going to devolve into a serious health and public safety crisis because um, there are still people who live in those six blocks and there are businesses there who are now yeah, that, and, yeah. That, that's what I wanted to ask you um, what about the citizens what about the businesses in those blocks are, I mean are they just left now to fend for themselves and what's happening to them they are left to fend for themselves this reminds me of what happened in 2018, when Antifa and other fallout ex- extremists seized a neighborhood in southwest Portland nearby the ICE facility for five weeks, the mayor and, lo- and those in city council allowed this to happen. And, the- and I did a story for the Wall Street Journal, Journal at that time. Uh, the- those who lived there were absolutely terrorized by this uh, occup- literal occupying force and uh, the threshold for police to respond was literally in a life-death matter. So short of that, you're not going to get any help. And um, it seems like uh, because politicians think what these extremists are doing are righteous, they're allowing them not only to ride, loot, and and be violent, but to actually (sighs) occupy territory. Okay, so this is Black Lives Matter. That's the ones who've taken the Capitol Hill, right? Not enough. They chant because of Black Lives Matter. They write it all over. I would call these anarchist communists. This is really uh, the more Antifa? violent. Yes. Okay. It's, it's sort um, of a nebulous group of people. But if you look at the accounts that are promoting this, and you look at the... Um, the graffiti that they have messaging, this is the, it's the Antifa ideology that's being espoused. And what is that, Andy? For people who don't know, and, and I'd like you to explain Black Lives Matter. I mean, it, they've changed their website and softened the language. Um, but if you are reading with a critical eye, you know exactly what they're saying. And it's, it's terrifying. Um, can you explain who these groups are and what they want? So Black Lives Matter has always, uh, since t- when they, the last time in 2016-15, when they had become uh, central in media cycle, they had already put out their list of demands. And it's very clear, uh, based on what they desire, as well as the worldview openly espoused by its three uh, co-founders, uh, they're a Marxist organization. They openly call for the abolishment of police, abolishment of capitalism. Uh, it's a it's a communist movement uh, 
in the vein of, I would say, it has much to do with sort of those black revolutionary uh, far-left extremists of the 60s and 70s, which is why they championed... Black Panthers. Correct. And figures like Asata Shakur, there's a big reason why mm-hmm. she's their, uh, their hero. Um, as for Antifa ideology, Antifa is an anarchist communist ideology, and they have a, some things in common with Black Lives Matter in that they want to see the destruction of the U.S. Uh, capitalism. But uh, so for now, they sort of cross-pollinate with one another because they see uh, one another as sort of comrades. I think ultimately, uh, if they were to succeed in gaining more power, you're going to see more of these risks appear because... Uh, Black Lives Matter are not necessarily calling for anarchy. They want, they're not against hierarchy from what I can tell. They just want themselves uh, at the top of the power, uh, whereas Antifa claim to create a non-hierarchical world. So uh, both groups are advocating for a certain type of utopia which, uh, in order for it to exist, it would uh, the United States would have to uh, cease to exist. This is the same kind of thing that happened in Paris in 1968. This is the Paris 68 riots, um, where they are putting up their own little compounds and, and communes, and that's what they really want. It's, it's really a balkanization uh, of the United States. And, uh, I mean, you know, the insurrection law, everybody's fighting against it, but that's what this is. This, the, the, these are people that want to break away from the United States of America and want to destroy the United States of America. I, I, I don't think you could be any more clear. Um, Andy, do, have you heard of the revolutionary abolitionist movement? Yes, that's, uh, that's what BLM is part of. Uh, it's people who say that by uh, their advocacy for abolishing prisons is uh, actually abolishing slavery. It's a way of looking at, um, and, and that's how they're able to sort of mainstream their message, convince the enough people on the left that prisons operate essentially as a slavery institutions for, uh, against black Americans to today. The uh, we're doing a special tonight at uh, nine o'clock. I'm going through all these groups and what they want. And as we began to look into the revolutionary abolitionist movement, uh, as you say, um, they you know, that's a lot of where BLM comes from. And it's actually a Marxist Kurdish revolution uh, in northern Syria that they are basing this plan off of. When you see these groups and our politicians and Attorney General Barr says that uh, he's looking for the connections and the funders right now. They're not going after the small guys at this point. They want to understand the whole system. How many names do you think that we know as as citizens are going to go under and uh, be in trouble when all is exposed here? Well, I think the 
so many of the people that have been arrested, as far as I know, there hasn't really been a deep dive investigation into what they actually believe on all the various groups and networks they may be linked to. Uh, the United States First Amendment does protect, give wide protections for people to have uh, extremist beliefs and whatnot, and, you know, in contrast to, for example, in some Western European countries where uh, involvement with such organizations is actually proscribed, completely banned. Um, I, I think it, I, I can't put a number out because um, it's with these anonymous sort of memberships, it's almost, it can be nearly impossible to determine for sure if somebody's actually involved uh, in one of the organizations. I mean, I, the Project Veritas video that came out last week about Rosie Tiantza was very eye-opening because they were actually able to infiltrate one of the formal antifa organizations and demonstrate the level of organization and radicalization that happens on a local level. Uh, it remains mm-hmm. to be seen what these links are internationally. I know there are international links. There's a commune in northern Syria called Rojava that many Antifa and other far-left extremists have gone to uh, get weapons training in, and they come back to Western Europe and America, uh, and they're trying to replicate that sort of revolutionary uh, autonomous zone model in various American cities. Andy, I don't know why you do what you do, but I'm glad you do it. And uh, I urge you to stay safe. Um, Andy is with the postmillennial.com. Postmillennial.com. He's the editor at large there and has been following these guys for a very long time uh, and, uh, and knows who they are. He's writing a book that's coming out next year about their game plan and uh, couldn't come out uh, at a better time. We need it as soon as we can. Andy, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. Don't miss tonight's special where we're going to be telling you the truth that the media just won't. We will show you who these groups are. We will show you their websites, their own words, uh, where the funding looks like it's coming from uh, and what you need to be aware of Uh, this this kind of show. If all America was seeing this from mainstream media, all of this would be over. It'd be over quickly. Um, but they're not showing it. We are blaze TV tonight. If you're a subscriber, just watch it live at nine tonight. We can't thank you enough for being a subscriber. We need you more than ever. Um, if things don't go well in the next election, I don't know how welcome our voices are going to be anywhere. We need your support and we need to be able to communicate one-on-one with no one in between us. Uh, tonight on our Blaze YouTube page and also Blaze.com for subscribers. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Rectech Grills. Rectech Grills, if you are looking for a Father's Day gift, there could not be a better Father's Day gift. Um, I, I, it, it, this thing is so amazing. It actually has a bake setting on it. 
um, you can you can bake in this thing, which I don't know why I didn't think of this. But we've been my daughter is here and my sister was here and they were baking bread. And because of the altitude, we we keep burning the bottom of the bread and uh, we're going to I'm going to have to try it in the Rectech grill because I bet that will work. Anyway, we have had some of the best meals ever in our Rectech grill and it's fun to use. It's easy to use. It's evenly heated. Um, it has a thermometer that goes into the meat. It's all controlled from your smartphone. I mean, it's, it is grilling like, uh, grilling, I think is meant to be. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-C, grills. Rectechgrills.com. These are not sold in stores because they cut out the middleman, which drastically reduces the price, but they pour all of that extra money into the grill it's built like a tank rectechgrills.com rectechgrills.com make sure you tell them glenn beck sent you rectechgrills.com slash back 10 seconds station id Because of the uh, COVID-19 uh, scare, we had to cancel um, our Gettysburg um, uh, Restoring the Covenant event, which just killed me. Uh, and I didn't know what to do. We, we lost uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on that. And uh, because we had to pay for everything in advance to get things going. And, uh, and with all of the deposits and everything else, we just lost our shirt on it. And I know how important this is. And I've been thinking and racking my brain on how are we going to do this and how are we going to pay for it and get it out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I have an announcement to make on tomorrow, uh, on tomorrow's broadcast that you do not want to miss. Ah, Stu, does this, I mean, it's Wednesday. Do these weeks feel like a hundred years every single week? Endless. Endless. You know, I, I saw I, a couple of people on, on, you know, journalists going back and forth with someone who was complaining about the riots. And they're like, the riots? I mean, look, we haven't seen that happening in a while. It's like, well, it w- this weekend there was stuff still going on all over the country. <laughs> That's I mean, a while today. It, it was, what, two weeks ago was the absolute <laughs> worst of it. I, I'd have to say that if I was you know, owning a business in one of these areas, I don't know that I would feel all that comfortable yet, especially when we're talking about getting rid of the police departments in major cities. Oh, my gosh. And I have to tell you, did you did you actually listen to the the alderman and the Chicago mayor, uh, that conversation that apparently got out of control? It's now on tape. It's now been released. Have you listened to it? It is eye opening absolutely eye-opening when all these politicians think that nobody's listening to them uh we're gonna go over that tomorrow because it's it's incredible this is the glenn beck program ah rough greens it is not a dog food it's a supplement that you put on your dog's food and it's jam-packed with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and omega oils and probiotics and all those things my wife is always talking about that i should have and i don't really care 
Uh, anyway, my dog Uno is the healthiest I have ever seen him. Uh, we've had several people up at the ranch, and he's just become this ranch dog where he's just kind of hanging out. And uh, people come up in there, and they all say the same thing: "He's enormous." I'm like, yeah, he is, and he's about up fifteen pounds now because of rough greens, and it's not fat. It's right. He should be the weight that he's at right now. But we have had a hard time getting him to even stay at 95 pounds when he should be at about 110 uh, or 105. Rough Greens has changed him. He's healthier. He's excited. His eyes are bright. He's active and he's eating and getting all the nutrients that he needs. Go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck and order yours today. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Tonight, we have the special from Glenn Insurrection USA and Stu Does America, back-to-back, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program from the Standing Rock Ranch. We're so glad that you're here today. Mm. Let me, you know, let me just say this. Colin Kaepernick may get back on the field. And I think we've all been yearning for that. We've all been saying, man, his career was cut short uh, because he was controversial, not because he sucked at his job. uh, And, uh, you know, the league gave him an opportunity, but he decided to make a big fuss out of it and a big photo op. And so he didn't show up for when the NFL said, we'll look at you um, and consider you. But, man, he's been he is so. um, Oppressed, <laughs> you know, is that right? When can you imagine what it's like when Nike is the only pe- the only major sponsor you can get mm-hmm. Nike and Nike they'll stand and by they'll you, put you through all of this when you we've got pigs cops or pigs socks on they'll stand right through with you yeah. through that right. every time that you, you the oppression mm-hmm. oh my gosh I mean I I wish <laughs> I was so oppressed that I could have a multi million dollar Nike contract unfortunately are you not really kind of are you a little sick? And I don't mean the protesters and the average people. I'm so sick of these celebrities talking about how oppressed they are. Try being a conservative. Okay. <laughs> Try being a conservative. Yeah. It's, it's funny uh, because the people I've noticed the same thing with the COVID situation. The people who are, mm-hmm. oh, you guys, we're all in this together. Stay indoors for the next 10 years. Those people seem to be in houses that are 10,000 square feet plus. And I've also noticed the people who want to be are all about disbanding the police department seem to have their own private security fences living in gated communities behind giant walls. I don't know why that's so common, but it does seem to be the pattern. Can you imagine getting rid of getting rid of the police, how that will make the rich and the poor even further apart from each other? I mean, because the rich will the ri- you, you have nice neighborhoods. They will fund a police department and they'll have a private police department. And those people who are rich will have private security and and you won't and you won't. Uh, and I mean, what will that be like? Yeah. And what the- would this be? like? Well, yeah. you want to know Mexico. Look at Mexico. Because that's that's the way they've they've done it. The police are just bought off now. There is no real effective 
uh, police force and you've yeah. got those community lovers that are all, you know, they also sell drugs, but they are helping out to police those streets. Yeah. And there, look, there's a there. It could be worse in Mexico because they actually do have a police force that is uh, corruptly enforcing the laws uh, to the opposite way to the people they've been, you know, who have paid them off and such. I mean, you know, there are libertarian arguments they've been making for a very long time that you could, you don't necessarily have to have a government police force. You could go another um, direction. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with that, but that's not what we're talking about. No, that's the point I'm we're trying to make. We're talking about, is, like, if yeah. you, that, that world, which, which we're talking about, this, you know, generally at this point in American culture, a mythical world where you'd have no police departments, that is combined with uh very widespread second amendment freedoms that almost everyone yes. owns their own weapon right these are all mm-hmm. things that are totally against what the left is pushing so what you're saying is i mean right. you saw the you may have seen this tweet gone it went viral which was someone saying i think it was from vox basically saying like what are we going to do if we don't have police departments uh night classes uh you know uh uh, uh you know community um uh programs um, you know, drug, you know, like drug reinforcement uh, or rehab centers. And it's like, you're wait, uh, someone's breaking in my door. You're going to, you want me to go to a night class for that? Like, I, I don't understand exactly how I'm going to live through the night. No, the burglar, the burglar would be going right. to the night classes. And that's the funny thing is, you, so. is there are a lot of these programs that exist, by the way, which we already spend money on, by the way. And what you'll find when you talk to police officers about it is, uh, yeah, there are programs that will, for example, help you deal with the mentally unhealthy people who are aggressive and mentally unhealthy. Um, and those mm-hmm. people commit a lot of crimes, right? They kill people. Those things happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what you need with those programs are cops coming with the people from the programs because a lot of times the people from the programs get assaulted when they show up. So the cops still no, have no, to come. No, 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 no. When they have somebody from Child Protective Services and somebody calls 911 and says, help, my daddy is beating my mom almost to death. When somebody comes from Child Protective Services, that guy is going to stop and say, wait a minute. Wait, there's a program for me. Right. I could go to a program. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, yeah. And Glenn, okay, to, that makes to be so specific you here. At least. Yeah. You, yeah. you need mm-hmm. to know what will the uh, this is the actual tweet. What will uh, we replace the police with? Social workers, crisis staffed, crisis staff trained in de-escalation, women's shelters, counselors, planned parenthood, therapists, safe injection sites, rehab, community outreach, night classes, and affordable health care. So that should help you when someone's got a gun to your head. You know what? I'm going to plan. I'm going to go back in time and bring you to plan. So you don't live to kill me. (laughs) Stu, damn. Why can't, why do you always twist? Mm. All crime goes away when everybody has those things. Oh, really? That is essentially the pitch, right? Yes. That is legitimately what they're saying. Could we stop avoiding the real issue and go back to Colin Kaepernick? No, oh, yes, definitely. Uh, Colin Kaepernick has finally somebody in his corner. Uh, Al Sharpton uh, yesterday at uh, s- shockingly at uh, George Floyd's funeral, which, hey, if I if I if when I die, please invite Al Sharpton to come and make it about something completely unrelated to me uh and uh and about hatred and division and make sure that he tells a few well you don't have to tell him to tell a few mm-hmm. he'll, anyway here he is uh he, he, at the uh at the george floyd 
memorial service, Al Sharpton talking about George Floyd or not. Oh, it's nice to see some people change their mind. The head of the NFL mind. said, yeah, maybe we was wrong. Football players, maybe they did have the right to peacefully protest. You didn't say that. Well, don't apologize. Give Colin Kaepernick a job back. Amen. Don't come with some empty apology. Take a man's right. livelihood. When the whole world is marching, all of a sudden you go and do a FaceTime talking about you sorry. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, mm. You know, I don't know if anyone knows this, <laughs> uh, but Colin you Kaepernick. Sorry? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Colin Kaepernick <laughs> is had Roger Goodell set ever. up a, a tryout for him to go a one person tryout and invited all the teams to it this is something that has never been done for any other player and you know what happened he didn't even bother to show up to it that's what happened the guy is his his he is not a good quarterback he had already lost his job to Blake Bortles before he started kneeling his career completion percentage would place him 30th in the league right now 30th if he was actually in the league which he's not because he sucks it has nothing to do every there are dozens of teams that would love to embrace his social justice nonsense to put them on their squads the the problem with all of this is he's a terrible terrible football player he sucks in every way at football the other things that he does are things that you're seeing every team in the league embrace. They're all falling over themselves to release statements about how right Colin Kaepernick is about race, even though he's not right about it. He's completely wrong about it. But they're all falling over themselves to, to worship at the altar of Colin Kaepernick's ideas, and dozens of players who did what he did are still in the league. He's not in the league because he sucks, period. Well, where are the football teams that know winning isn't all that matters, right. but doing the right thing and having social justice warriors on the field are just, impor- just as important as having so-called football players on the field? Yeah, I guess that's, the, that's his only chance, <laughs> right? That is, at some point, a team that's really bad is going to look at this situation and probably would have last year if he showed up to the tryout and said, you know what? Look at the vibes we're going to get from this. We're going to be able to get all this positive press and we can bring him in and people will cheer us and we'll get fawning media attention from everybody. And that'll be true for a while until Colin Kaepernick tells you the reason why you're not playing him anymore is not the nine interceptions he threw last week. It's because you don't like black people and you'll be on the same so exact wait, situation you really- where you'll be defending how racist you are because you don't like that this black quarterback is on your team and all he keeps doing is throwing it to the other team. And that's, that, that's too much for you. You don't care more about your team winning games than race and you'll be dealing with that nonsense and Al Sharpton will be somewhere else saying the same thing about you that's why that it is so infuriating that they keep going down this road if you had a quarterback who could play the stupid game, you wouldn't have an issue. <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins did the same thing as Colin Kaepernick. He took a knee. He put his fist up in the air. He also made the Pro Bowl year after year after year and just signed a multi-million dollar contract with another team. Why? Why? Why did Eric Reed, a guy on Kaepernick's team, play year after year after year? 
in the league, even though he did the exact same thing as Colin Kaepernick. It's because Colin Kaepernick sucks at football, period. That's what he sucks at, football. He sucks at analysis too, but he sucks worse at football, so he can't get into the league. That's what's happening here. Ah, Can I ask you? Sorry. I'm so tempted to do what you did with Biden yesterday. So what you're saying <laughs> is that Joe Biden sucks at, I mean, uh, the, to Colin Kaepernick sucks at football. Uh, but what I want to ask you is, do you really think that there are teams now that would hire Colin Kaepernick? They'll, just to... I, I think it's possible, honestly, especially if they're, you know, there are, there's probably, I mean, the NFL is a relatively conservative culture for when it comes to, certainly when it comes to entertainment, all sports are, right? They're all to the right of, of Hollywood. And so there are plenty of owners who are big left-wing donors. There are plenty of coaches that are very sympathetic to these causes uh, and uh, would not be surprised at all to see a team just sign him for that purpose. Uh, because at this point, there'd be no, I mean, the man hasn't played football in five years. Uh, there's no real reason that no one would think that it was a smart choice to, to sign this guy to a contract. And it's also why he didn't show up for this tryout. He knows he, he, he can't compete at this level anymore. And he could barely compete at it when he was in his prime. And so, I mean, this is all just nonsense. And it's Al Sharpton wow. looking for attention like he always does. Uh, you know, Roger Goodell it, it, right. and should learn this lesson, Glenn, and, and then I'll be done ranting. You, these apologies mean nothing. They don't, you go and you fold to this, to this nonsense. It doesn't get you anywhere. They just want more. Every activist just wants more, no matter what the cause is. Folding to this stuff mm. gets you nowhere. I think what Stu was trying to say <laughs> is that Colin Kaepernick sucks at football, but not. I'm not clear. Maybe he can explain that uh, when we get back from the break. Uh, this Father's Day, the very last thing you want to see when you pop open the freezer before preparing to fire up the grill is an empty rack where all the meat ought to be. Father's Day is a man's day. A man eats meat. That right, Stu? Nope. Hey, <laughs> um, there is nothing better than a good steak. And right now, Omaha Steaks is offering access to their, I mean, world-class steaks. Wide variety of amazing packages, which are perfect to send to dad for Father's Day. If you go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code Beck in the search bar, you're going to find all of the great options that are available to you. And many of them include free shipping and a free pound of steak cut bacon. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds delicious. I, I mean, I'm hoping that it's just like an inch and a half bacon slice. Wouldn't that? Mm. Gosh, I got to do that. Tasty, easy to make side dishes as well as one-step family meals, artisan desserts, and so much more. Right now, Father's Day packages are ready to order and ready to ship. Many include the steak cut bacon, uh, and they deliver guaranteed quality and safety with every order. So send a dad, uh, send your dad a gift of food that he's going to love. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and type Beck in the search bar to shop for Father's Day today. It's OmahaSteaks.com. Make sure you use the, the uh, promo code in the search bar, Beck because that will take you to all of these Father's Day specials. You're listening to Glenn Beck. 
Well, we've uh, come up with some collector's items uh, for you. Uh, Gone with the Wind is soon going to be a collector's item. HBO's just banned it from its library, saying that it's uh, racist, blah, blah, blah. Even though it uh, stars Hattie McDaniel, who became the first African-American to ever win an Academy Award. Um, but uh, it's just too dangerous for people to see. Uh, A&E has announced the cancellation of Live PD. That's over because uh, you know, cops are cops are really bad. Uh, speaking of cops, uh, the show Cops, after 32 seasons, no home for cops now. May I suggest cops, if you're looking for a home, we'll run you on Blaze TV. Um, there was an auction block that is in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, it's been there for a long time. It's where people were actually auctioned off and sold. Uh, I think an incredibly important piece of history. If we don't know the bad things in our history, we can quickly repeat them. That's not glorifying. That is saying this: how horrible this is. Fredericksburg... We will gladly take that for our museum, uh, the Mercury Museum. Please do not get rid of that. Let that be seen in context. Also, Columbus statue was uh, taken down uh, by rioters and uh, and vandals and Antifa members. Um, there are a lot of collector's items, including if you have Legos for your kids, grab all the Legos. Because Legos has decided now, no more cops. Can't have any cops. No cops for Legos. What are they going to do to their movie? Are they going to edit all the cops out of their movie? Because I think, I think cops played a role in uh, in the Lego movie. Hmm. We are living in crazy times. Don't go over the cliff with the rest of humanity. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. You know who you are. Just be a leader. Just lead the way Christ would have us lead, and we will make it through. This is the See Glenn Beck Program.